I'm just, all right, hang on. I was going to say disclaimer. Just say, hey, everyone. There. I don't want to say, hey, everybody. I mean, who cares? I like disclaimer better. Disclaimer. <laughs> just say it. No, we're keeping that. Do that again. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Never. Mind. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this episode may sound kind of weird because of editing. Oh, fuck it. No. I I I, uh, I feel we thought Mortuary was really boring, so we're starting with Captain Kronos. So if it sounds like weird, that's why. No, like, all right, let's do that one more time. But disclaimer: we don't know <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, okay, hang on. I'm I'm trying to give like a pause of silence to make it easier for him to edit it in there. <laughs> I think we got it. I think that you made the point. All right, here, ladies and gentlemen viewers comrades and friends this episode might sound a little weird because we re-edited it so we talked about the more interesting movie first rather than boring you so you tuned out and missed like the good second half is that good enough can you put that in and then just start the intro right now you are invited as we delve into the unhinged well it ain't working now Frank. The, movie line. the grotesque And the bizarre. Who calls me from out of the pit? Whether you asked for it or not. This is Late Night Psychorama. Hello everybody, welcome to Late Night Psychorama. Another episode. We're still here. We're still making them. Uh, we have another double feature for you, as is our thing that we do, which you'll be familiar with if you've been listening. Uh, we do a double feature of movies from generally the 60s to early 80s. Uh, we try to go for more obscure things and uh, talk about them in ways that are not particularly academic though sometimes we maybe touch on academic maybe by accident but not really <laughs> yeah through 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 no effort on our part it just yeah might, that's might, definitely, might that's just definitely us happen. falling up <laughs> <laughs> uh so tonight we are going to be doing i don't know why i said tonight it doesn't matter because whenever someone's listening to this it doesn't matter what time we're doing this it's tonight for us yeah it's tonight for us uh we will be doing <clears throat> our voices me. are captured somewhere forever i just realized <laughs> that right now yeah. like this, this is like people in like some like prison ship in space in 3126 could find this yeah like i mean with really? any luck we'll start a, a prison riot but then you'll go find their first fucking listener. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we will be doing Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. <laughs> Ah! 
One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. And we will all be doing Mortuary. Sleep doesn't bring peace to this girl. Is it a close encounter with death? The sleepwalking trance of the disturbed. The innocent made to feel guilty. Stalked by the unknown. Nocturnal terror. Death lurking in the dark. There's no way out when you're only moments away from... Mortuary. When nobody rests in peace. Which is uh, a delight for some. Is is Mortuary an 80 slasher? Is that in that? Basically. I mean, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It, even though it sort of tries to kind of not be at times, but we'll get into that later. Um, Wait, John's going to do the intro to Kronos, right? Yep. yep. I'm going to do it, and it's going to be much better than yours because I'm just reading something from the internet. That's fine. I should have did that. Oh, fuck. All right, so I was just going to be a smart ass and read something, but the first word's a word I don't even know. <laughs> What's that word? Uh, is it approximate? Debonair. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Debonair. Debonair supernatural expert Captain Kronos and his hunchbacked assistant Grost meet their match when they encounter a village where vampires have been stealing the vitality of young women, leaving them elderly and decrepit. Armed with his sword and formidable deductive reasoning, Kronos begins to solve the macabre mystery with evidence pointing to the aristocratic Lady Dar- Durward and her family as prime suspects. Released June 12, 1974. This is one of the last Hammer movies. And this was actually going to be a series, too, which I would have fucking loved because this movie ruled. And it, uh, Anyway. Yeah, Captain Kronos. Vampire um, Slayer. Vampire Hunter. Jeez. He still slays them. Yeah, it's not the title. <laughs> um. Anyway, this movie, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite Hammer movies, and the fact that it's like later in the game actually helps a lot because it lacks that, uh, that more ornate gothic kind of melodrama that the early Hammer movies have. Where this one, you know, it's. It's a lot more, well, it feels a lot more modern, even though it takes place in, you know, back in, back in the day, like every Hammer movie does, except for those really shitty later Dracula ones. I guess so, especially, do you think maybe be taking place in the woods a lot? Well, that's what I mean, like, they're, 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 the movie's, like, shot in the woods, right. you know what I mean? It's not, they're not, it's not all sets, and the camera work is a little bit more sharp and cinematic, it's not just, you know, flat angles with people just standing around talking like it's a play, um... Like I said, it just has a bit more of a pulse. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the movie, it it takes a lot of weird turns that Hammer movies didn't usually have. Um, The vampire isn't just your traditional vampire. It's somebody that sucks people's youth away. Uh, The main vampire killer isn't like this academic Peter Cushing type. It's it that's actually his assistant. Yeah, it's just like kind of this like chauvinist brute. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and every everything about it just works. It's it's interesting. It moves at a speed that like you know you never get dull. You never get bored of it. It's the the subplots come in at the perfect time. All, everybody ha- and it has this weird humor 
to it too. That's like it's not like totally like corny or ironic. It's just like enough to just like you're having fun with this yeah. adventure. Like when Kronos, uh, you know, kills people in the bar. It's kind of funny. That scene is one of the best scenes ever. First of all, am I the only one to think that was like that was like pre Shogun Assassin? Like it was like yeah. <laughs> it, like just the way that was edited and everything it was like wow this is like watching Shogun Assassin. When when was when was the the first Lone Wolf and Cub? I don't know, but it was the seventies, so it could have been around that same time. Shogun Assassin the movie is eighty, so right. Well, it's the I know it's the first two two episodes. So yeah, but that could have been like a few years before. But that's the only scene. Like, there's another, there's other sword play in the movie, but it doesn't have that weird kind of yeah. jigsaw editing that makes it. Oh, where it's, it's like you don't even see it. It's just yeah. like sword out of the sheet. But, back like, in it, the but sheet. it's just, yeah, it's just like cutting into different places. Yeah, you know what cool I mean? Part. You're not just watching a guy wave a sword around. It, yeah. Like, the camera kind of takes like the POV. Um,. I do. I thought it was interesting. The yeah, how how unique the vampire element was, and how they kind of like take certain vampire rules and disregard others. Well, this um and invent some weird ones. <laughs> well, this yeah. one's part of the uh the the Karnst- the Karnstein Hammer vampire movies. Oh yeah, um, Twins of Evil, Lust for a Vampire, Vampire Lovers. Mm. Those were all like their own trilogy. And this one kind of sets foot in it because that's the lady's name. Remember when they're all like, word the door words and like, she's right. not. Okay. Well, she's like, no, I'm a Karnstein. If you've seen all the other Hammer movies, you fucking right. moron, you would know like I'm a badass vampire. And like those ones, like in Twins <laughs> of Evil, they can go out in the daytime and stuff. Like they have yeah. like a completely different rule of bio, you know, biology. <clears throat> but what was great was this one, uh, Grost, his, his hunchback yeah. assistant, goes on about like how there's different types of species of vampires and stuff like that. So if this movie had been a series like they intended, each one they would have found like they would different, have fought a different vampire. Vampires. Which leads me to my favorite maybe it's not my favorite, probably is my favorite part of the movie. When their one friend turns out to be a vampire and they try to murder him in like seven different ways <laughs> to, to find out how out. to kill this breed of vampire. Yeah. They fucking burn him. They hang him. They shove shit into his heart. Yeah, they do the Yeah, they're just the like, yeah. yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. You're a vampire. Now we got to know how to kill this like strain of it. Yeah, and so, end up being his necklace or something. That just, yeah, you know, like he just jabbed steel, him with a crucifix. Steel. Yep. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, I do like the idea the, and and um the 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 youth sucking vampire and like how like Kronos is this like Duke Nukem dickhead type, but the villain is this like <laughs> silent grim reaper you know eerie phantom. Like I love it when like the 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 enemies and the the, the, the protagonists and the antagonists are like so absolutely different. You know, it just makes the movie so much. You know, you watch these shitty Marvel movies now, and every villain is just like the bad guy version of the main dude. Like the first Iron Man movie is just Iron Man punching another robot. Bad. Man. Yeah, bigger, Batman fights Iron another Man. small fucking guy. But this, but like when you get like one type of hero fighting this kind of like the people that like if they were at a party they would have never talked because they would have never their circles would have never, you know, <clears throat> hit the same orbit. Joe, what did you think of? Uh, of uh, Captain Kronos, 
I saw Captain Kronos the for the first time when the DVD was initially released, whenever that was in early two thousands, and we watched it, and I really liked it a lot, and then. I only watched it one other time after that, and my opinion didn't change or anything, but it it had been a number of years since the last time that I had seen it. So I was kind of almost afraid of watching it again because I was afraid that, you know... I get that all the time. With my aged eyes now that it it was going to lose something, but it it didn't at all. I I enjoyed it just as much as I did when, when I first saw it. And it's really a shame that they didn't get to make more as they had intended because it, it had a lot of um, a lot of you know pep in its step, which yeah. which Hammer at that time what they were trotting out a lot of it did not like. Actually, is this the last Hammer that is a period piece? No, because this isn't even the last Hammer uh, vampire movie. I think I said that, but I was mistaken. Legend of the Golden Vampires. Well, is, they came out came the same this. year. Oh, I did think. they? Yeah. Okay, okay. But um, that's period. Right. Because I'm trying to think. Cause because To the Devil of Daughters is, is, is modern is day. Is modern day. That's the last one, right? Oh, no. You know what the last Hammer... There's one more after that. The last Hammer movie... They start to have... the old days is um, their remake of The Lady Vanishes with Elliot Gold. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fucking random? Because I know, like, Hammer, at, at like, in, in the end, they start having, like, gaps year-wise yeah. in releases yeah. as they as they were bleeding out. Um, you could tell uh, uh, this movie, like I said, it, it's if it, it's a it feels more modern than the other Hammer movies because it's a bit more urgent. It's a you know it's a bit more witty. Um, but you got to keep in mind this was this movie came out in 1974. This movie came out a year after The Exorcist. Hey guys, the same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So at this point, when this movie came out, it was already old fashioned. Yeah. It was a fucking relic. It, it also it, it had sat too because it was filmed before. That. Oh, okay. I, I, I think it sat for like a year and change. Oh, okay. You know, if this movie had came out in like '69 or '70, it probably would have done a little bit better. Enough where we would have gotten at least like one or two sequels, yeah. and that that's like the biggest shame. The guy who directed this, this is his only movie. It's his only directorial and he, credit. But he Brian was like Clemens. a big time writer. The Avengers. Yeah. He was like the main writer yeah. of the and, Avengers. Um, actually. Here, before sorry. before we get into all that stuff, Keep Andrew, going. what did you think of I liked, Captain Cronus? I thought it was great. thought it was a cool, cool story. Uh, I like that he was like smoking Chinese herb. <laughs> Throughout the whole thing, I thought that was a funny, funny little thing. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I liked the whole the way the vampires just suck the life out of, or not the life, but the age out of people. Right. And it was kind of ingenious because they didn't, I didn't feel like they used any like uh, old person makeup on the victims. They just replaced them with an old person, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that was actually that actually worked really well. It did uh, the one kind of looked like they replaced the. Uh, 
I don't know. They they replaced the girl like a young, pretty girl. With, it looked like an old man, and it was just <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like Doctor yeah. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. That was the other Hammer movie. He wrote that one. Okay. That's right. I knew it. I couldn't remember it, and I had to look it up real quick. That had um, uh, forgetting his name. What's his name? The guy from Taste the Blood of Dracula. He wrote the screenplay of the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. All right, don't let me look at this phone or I'll cheat. <laughs> but uh, Ralph Bates? Yes, Ralph Bates. Thank you. Yes. Um, one girl gets like demolished in her face by a bat. And uh, yes. I guess that was supposed to be transformation of the vampire. But oh, was- I thought that was the, the the vampire caught on because they were putting all those um, the, those, the strings with the bells on them. And the, bat, and the vampire's like, fuck you. I'm just going to turn into a bat and fly over all this dumb shit. It could have been. Yeah. I didn't really know where that came from. That's where, you know, um, the guy we were talking about, the one he kills in the bar in the Shogun Assassin style. Mm-hmm. That's Ian Hendry, who yes. was in Theater of Blood which yes. is one of the best Vincent Price movies ever. Am I the only one to think that that guy looks like Stannis Baratheon's dad? He, oh, yeah. He kinda, yeah, doesn't yeah, he look yeah, just yeah. like Stannis Baratheon? Like, yeah. he would be... He, he was in... Um, he was a few things. Is it... He died of alcoholism. Vault of Horror? Is it Vault of yeah, Horror? Yeah, no, Tales from the Crypt. It's Tales from the Crypt, the one that he's in? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, if he played Kronos... I would have liked this movie a lot better if they switched roles. The guy yeah. who plays Kronos is not like... He was all right. He, he liked it. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked all the other characters more, though. But I feel like if he played it, he would have played it more gritty and just kind of like... See, okay, here, here's the thing. I actually like the way that... What's his name? Oh, yeah. I mean... We do quality research around here. I, uh, it's, it was like a weird name, like Jorst or something. Yeah. I, I, I like the way that, 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 he, that, he, that he played it kind of like... Um, he plays like a pretty boy. like, play, like Almost like... Um, yeah, but he's like kind of a hard ass oh, on, yeah. on no, top no, no. of it, too. There's, there's a Bond quality where he's just like kind of like full of himself in that chauvinistic kind of way. Something that I I really like about Kronos, and, you know, if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, you know, you get a gold star. But I I always, I I feel like, like this, it plays out like a Solomon Kane story. Like this feel has a very, like, Robert E. Howard, Solomon Kane type of story. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because it has that swashbuckling adventure to it. It just They're just... This this should have been a series. It really should have been. Yes, and it would have been really fun as a series. I they, Hammer talked about bringing it back. We remember when Hammer kind of came back for a little time, and they offered it to Ben yeah. Wheatley. You think Ben Wheatley would have? Uh... No, 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 not not not. not oh, ben. No. I'm not groaning about Ben Wheatley. I'm groaning about, about Hammer. Oh my Hammer's god! Return. Yeah, that was fucking trash, wasn't it? <laughs> But I would have, I would have. The woman in black was okay, but that was pretty much it. Did they do let the right one in, or did they did the shitty? They did the remake. Wow. Well, (laughs) actually, I don't even think they did the. I think they, or did they do their own one? There's their three. Let the right one in. No, I think they just like had a hand in like the 
in in the okay. distribution. Okay. I don't think I don't I, I I could be wrong. Maybe they did, but I I think that they were just part of the distribution. I would have loved I would love to make a Hammer movie, but like go to them like we're gonna make it a Hammer movie. Like we're gonna build fucking old castle sets and fucking Mailer tombs and shit. Yeah. yeah, but but no, like I'm gonna we're gonna we're not gonna do like naturalism. We're gonna yeah. do that ornate like wax works yeah. kind of. You know what? I mean? Like that to me is what a. If it, Hammer is like one of the very few studios where you can you can walk up to a bunch of artists and be like, I want a Hammer set over there, and, they and they'll know exactly, exactly what yeah. you're saying. You know what I mean? Like their name's an adjective. It's like Lovecraftian. Right. You know, you know exactly what that guy's saying when you say it when you use their name as a adjective. Uh, um. You know what else is really neat? So the so the villain, um. Uh, the vampire steals youth, like your time on this planet in a way. Kronos was the lord of time in Greek mythology. Yes. That that <laughs> that that was intentional, obviously. Yes. Okay. I I always assumed that it was. I didn't. Uh, I I I stumbled mm. upon that by accident. I was just like Kronos, because I was like, oh, that sounds like Chrono, and I was like, oh yeah, Chrono is like time, right? And I yeah. looked up Kronos, and yes. it's like, oh, the Lord of Time. What's interesting? so Greek mythology had time lords. The uh, yes. <laughs> how, how would that play into uh, like this particular vampire steals your age? Did you know when they had planned to do a series? Did all vampires steal? No, it just it was just like they needed a name real quick, and they already Captain had Kronos. They already had time that were you know in their head because of the youth. What was he a vampire. captain in? He was the I guess he was the military. He had a captain's jacket. That's how they recognized him. Yeah, he. I thought that was like navy or something too, or something. Yeah, I think it was. It was. Um, Wait, they mention it actually in one of the shit. conversations. They bring it that up. That guy gets paid to kill Kronos in the bar by that one pretty guy. Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? I forget all about that. Oh, the 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 driver, right? Wasn't he yes. the driver of the uh, the rich? the coach? Yeah. Oh, was that? Yeah. Okay. He had that really distinct like. Almost like plastic yeah, yeah, like kind of um, that. But he was wearing makeup, like you know, when you watch um, how actors wore makeup in like the eighteen hundreds in theater. Yeah, with like, like all the blush. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. He looked like that. I didn't recognize. He looked him. like Weird Al in the fat video in like <laughs> mid transformation <laughs> because I, they call him a deserter. The guy's taunting him to fight them. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, are these like people? Because it would be cool if there was like another subplot and you got yeah. a little bit more. Because one of the things I liked about Kronos in this is that he was the character with the least amount of characterization. Like he's like, I know what I do. Like I have a past with vampires. I'm going to kill them all and I'm good at it. <laughs> you know, it's like the Mad Max sequels where like we already got Mad Max's story. So we're just going to put him in somebody else's adventure you know what I mean? He's just like a character in a bigger story. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked how you didn't get, you know, it, it didn't like the, 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 there wasn't some big reveal where it's like, Oh, you were the vampire that killed my mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, he was a dude on a job and that's what kept it like very fucking just like a Dungeons and Dragons quest. Right. I kind of like that, that bar scene. Uh, because after he kills them, they they start the fight by making fun of Gross. Yeah, and um, making fun of his his humpback and or his hunchback, and uh, and then like afterwards, it's just Gross just sulking. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> fucking sad. Yeah, dude, they were brutal on him. 
yeah. what a great movie i i'm glad we did this one um it had not very much of a budget really but brian clemens managed to make it look like it had you know a fairly healthy budget actually one of the things that that he did which is really clever like from working in tv like he kind of learned like some little tricks if you notice like when they're in like smaller places he always like place and they have they have actual ceilings he always made sure in the shots of those interiors to have the camera angled so that you would always see part of the ceiling just so that you notate, okay, there's an enclosed ceiling. And what it did was in the, in the shots of like the bigger things that were sets, like the house and whatnot, where it was open, like it would be on a set and he didn't show the top. It put it in your mind from seeing all the other places that it, that you were seeing something concrete like yeah. how all the other smaller spots were yeah you, yeah wow that is a that is a good trick yeah i think the budget was something on it was like like a hundred and fifty thousand okay pounds or something god that's fat <laughs> <laughs> um the um a lot of outdoor stuff like like uh, more than 50% of the movie is outdoors and if you notice yes. hammer movies they always take place in the fall you know what i mean like and there's mm-hmm. no, no outdoor hammer scene that's like in the spring yeah. you know what i mean that's like one of the reasons why they always feel like great like october movies for me that is true i i have and and like the way that he does the, the 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 scenes outside also are like it very much is like it's like it's not just okay we have an outdoor scene like he makes sure that like you know you 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 get in the outside with everybody yeah. like it, it's like you're kind of immersed in it which also goes toward you know how he sort of skirted the budget somewhat yeah the whole gang is good too. Like every character is just like, I like the fun. doctor. Yeah. It's kind of almost, it was a little sad to see him die, you know, but like, yeah. And they, they had the babe. She was gorgeous. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. Like, uh, that ending where like, you think he's going to reach out and like hold hands and like, they're going to like stay together. And like, no, he's just like, was he like reaching out so he can put his glove on so he can ride <laughs> off on his horse? Yeah. He's just like, sorry. Yeah. Gotta go kill vampires, dude. Nobody else yeah. is going to do it. the whole, um, living toad. That was a cool. Yeah. Cool I, I really like that. Is why, that, why does that even work? But who cares? I like the little rhyme. They came up with it. Like yeah. something about putting a toad in a box. Right. Um, is that uh, is that a thing? Is that like a? I've never heard that. You know, before. I I I tried looking that up and I did not see anything about. It, so, so I they think I just made it. I up. think they made it up. But what okay. they did with it, like like what they made it up, where like they came up with this thing, like okay, toads in boxes and the vampires passing and yeah, the toad yeah. gets life and everything. That sounds like so old timey witchcrafty yeah. without yeah. it actually. Up, at least not that I can tell being something from actual folklore 
I like how they just set up like around the road just a circle so they can see which direction they were going yeah. or something. Yeah, I I circle of toads. I uh there's just so many little things and then like to think like each sequel would have had more like weird ways of spotting vampires and so it's just like so many like smart and clever uh it just it feels like a, a big big loss. It there does. was a there was a comic book series. Yes, there was. A uh, recent re- very recent by Titan. There's two actually. There was one actually later in the 70s there was Oh, okay. There was one. I know um that Hammer I think they talked about doing Vampirella, a Vampirella movie. <laughs> and uh that that probably would have put them in the comic book world. Yeah. That would have actually been a good like transition yeah. point for them. Yeah. If they had done that. I've never read a Vampirella. I know who Vampirella is, but I've never read I only one. know what the yeah. character yeah, looks I, like. I, I I I know it's like sci-fi, isn't it? Isn't it take place in space? Uh, I don't know. I'll try it out one day. <laughs> Captain Cronus, by the way, is a favorite of uh, Quentin Tarantino and Peter Jackson. I can believe that on both accounts. P- Peter Jackson apparently even uh, filmed a Super 8 home Remake. Home I video remember reading that years ago, yeah. <laughs> where he played Captain Cronos. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I would love to see a Tarantino Cronos movie. Just like the banter... Because like, uh, um, there's there's good there's lots of good lines in this one. The um, uh, what he doesn't know about vampirism could fill up a flea's codpiece. Like yeah. that was a brilliant line. <laughs> and my favorite one is uh, is uh, I know you got guts, Kronos. I've seen them. Oh, like yeah. his surgeon yeah, telling him, like that's right. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like what is? I I always laugh at the. At the part where like she tells him that she's coming with him, and she's like, she says, "If you'll have me," and he just oh. like like with like no like almost no like veiled like yeah. anything. He just like, "Oh, I'll have you," <laughs> and then they do that slow zoom, and she does the eyebrow perk. Like that makes me laugh every time because it's not even like like it's so just blatantly yeah. like sexual but at the same time it's like almost kind of cute in how like yeah just blatant it is <laughs> what a uh she was gorgeous yeah. too i like how he freed her because her yeah. being in the stockade or whatever that is and is that what that's called yeah the stockade stockade yeah the um, dancing on sunday and and they and, and they even went, went to the trouble to make her 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 hair like gunky yeah. from all she like the all gross and dirty what, what, what you saw yeah you saw all that stuff being like there was like a half a tomato or something but um i feel like if they made that movie today like her hair would just look like you know it just came out of the salon yeah. well that that's that's one of the things i i like about it is like i will a lot of hammer movies have that everything's just like so so dolled up mm-hmm. and this one is just like it's Some shot dirt. in the woods yeah. like it looks like like closer to like handheld like the camera moves around and stuff it's just not that typical like studio you know shooting that you know a lot of the old hammer movies they kind of have that like television shooting yeah th- this actually has a lot of moving camera yeah like, and, and the staging itself like not just the camera but like how people like move around it's 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 neat it lends to you know the action 
you know, yeah. feeling of it. Makes it feel a little more kinetic. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think people had just like the one little blood drop coming yeah, out of their I, mouth? I, I forget it. They they mentioned that. They say something about like being bit on the mouth. Which Kronos then actually does to to uh to Caroline Monroe at one point. Oh yeah, yeah he bites her lip. Yeah. Wait, so oh yeah, so the doctor, he doesn't get the life sucked out of him he kind of starts turning it turns into a vampire i'm wondering how did that happen yeah he had that cool sequence where he's out in the woods and then all of time stops oh yeah, yeah. remember that and then he like stumbles out like forgetting what happened and then he's like, he's like slowly turning maybe they didn't they um maybe he was he was like a warning well, all the people, all the all the people who got the age sucked out of them were girls yeah maybe oh yeah. you know what because he's already an old guy Oh, maybe. Yeah, they're just like, we'll just turn them. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody else was like, young, you're like, yeah, young girl. Mm-hmm. I liked the cemetery. It was, it was like, and like how oh, the, it was yeah. always windy. Like it had that, like, just like a very, like, crisp, depressing fall day. Yeah, the movie, uh, it's funny how you said it always takes place in like the winter or yeah. the fall. It like feels cold, you yeah. know? They, they even mention like people getting cold from just yeah. like riding around and whatnot. Joe, you got anything to add about Captain Kronos? Is it Kronos or Kronos? Kronos. Kronos. Wait, Kronos. is it? Well, I, I think it with his, I mean, it's Kronos, but I think with his accent, Kronos. It sounds like Kronos. Um, no, but I definitely would urge people to seek it out if you like Hammer and haven't gone there yet, or if you like like um, old fashioned like swashbuckly type stuff. It's uh, a good blend of everything. Yes, and it's not like clunky either like it, it it's pretty seamless the way that oh. the, all the elements come together like you can tell it was he was a talented writer you know and he had a good eye for directing like it all like there's no nothing that disrupts the tone of the movie like the movie always kind of has a a light i don't want to say lighthearted because the dark stuff is dark but it just it's 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 fun and entertaining but you know it doesn't really go like as you know the depths that like seventies horror went. Well, yeah, <laughs> which is why you know probably why Hammer went the way of the Dodo. Oh bird. yeah, absolutely. They could not keep it, and that's good. I don't. I I liked how Hammer. I I like Hammer movies being like the way they are, and then they had their time, and then it was time for something else. It's time for Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who in that time period was very uh, influenced by Hammer. The 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 Colin Baker or the Tom Baker, Tom Baker, not Colin Baker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually quite like Colin Baker's Doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of five people who has ever said that. <laughs> um, do we have anything else we want to add? Any fights we want to have over things? I mean, we both agree this is the, or all three of us agree that this is by far the strongest movie of the, would you take this over Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires? I would. I would too. I still really like Legend of the Golden Seven, the Seven Golden Vampires though. 
What about you, Andrew? I think I'll take uh, Legend of the Seven really? Vampires. I like that whole Shaw meets Hammer. Movie. I do too, but it doesn't. Yeah. And I just liked how just the you know like the weird torture dungeon all that I, stuff. I, I like that too, but that that movie I I like the way it looks more than the way it, it, it the whole movie really is. Yeah, in a certain way. No, I see why. Yeah, and this one just feels tighter. You know, it's just like weirder. Now that would have been a fucking great meetup if like the third Kronos <laughs> movie he met up with the people that fought Dracula in <laughs> China. Yeah. That would have been awesome. And and they probably would have been of the mind to do that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Kronos is like, yeah, they hop over there. What's up with that? I kind of wish the final showdown had a bit more umph to it. It was just like there was like the reveal, and then he sword fights that the one. The sword vampire. fight was boring. Yeah, they're like the whole movie, like building up to this stuff, was a lot more fun than the actual like final. The battle. reveal. Uh, so th- it, I thought they did a good job with uh, with. Uh, Oh, yeah, I didn't guess that it was the mom the whole time, too. I thought she was, like, getting her youth sucked from her kids. Up to the showing of the eyes, um, I thought it was the the daughter, you know? Yeah. And um, they kind of built it up that way, but ended up being the mother. The only thing that was kind of a giveaway was seeing her in the carriage. She just looked weird, and I was just kind of like, that looked kind of weird old vampire. Yeah, yeah, and she she looked really creepy in that spot like, yeah she, she had that, that weird mask I that's think, what i so, mean yeah. but i didn't think that she just looked like a really like just like decrepit you, old yeah <laughs> like to the point where like let, her face looked scary kind of like grandpa yeah no yeah. you're yeah absolutely and uh it was effective i really enjoyed it but yeah i i kind of wish more was going on with and that it's just sort of like this is the end yeah i did like how chronos like without hesitation really <laughs> slice the mother's throat just like you know oh yeah she's a vampire too gotta finish her finish her off yeah after 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 captain chronos we had frankenstein and the monster from hell that's that's the last of the frankensteins that's a great one too that's one of my favorites that one of the seven golden vampires also later that same so they had those three all in 74 Oh, wow, I didn't know that Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell was that late. Yeah, and then and then To the Devil, a Daughter was two years later, and then The Lady Vanishes was three years later, and that was it for Hammer. Somewhere around there was uh, Shatter, right? The Peter Cushing? Yes, like- Shatter is... Uh, it's Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, Man About the House, Shatter, and then Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. I'm trying to think. I I think out of all the Frankenstein, the first one's my favorite of the Hammer hit, hit Frankenstein's. I like Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed. I like Frankenstein Created Woman. I like all of them except for I, Revenge of Frankenstein, which is is kind of dull. Yeah, I think Must Be Destroyed is probably my favorite. That one's a good one. But there's some Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, like the Sane Asylum, mm-hmm. um, um, Insane Asylum, I should say. Backdrop. It's it's gorier, grittier, like it's nastier. And I love how Doctor Frankenstein in all those movies is just like a heartless shit. Like a very like the ends justify the means, you know. I I like when in uh, 
in 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 the first one when 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 he kills the one guy, but to make it look like an accident as he's pushing him over the railing, he's like, "Look out!" And yeah. <laughs> Uh, like only Peter Cushing could do that and make that believable the way that that he did it, and it not come he off ridiculous. Needs more credit because he plays a very likable Van Helsing, and then he plays a really sinister shit Frankenstein. Like he was yes. like two two opposites very well. And he always like I th- I remember reading something with him, but he was saying like you know like the like like you always like you don't act like the material is beneath you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you know you give the fans you know what they want, but you also don't like talk down to them either. Like yeah. you give it the subtleties and everything. You know, you give a sophisticated performance without acting like you're above it. Absolutely. He he um he chose Star Wars over some other prestigious job. I forget what it was. But um he chose Star Wars over it because he was like, you know, I just think that's what kids would rather see me do. And obviously he made the right fucking choice yeah. there. Right. I still think People give me shit for this. I think he's the best Star Wars villain by far. <laughs> Name a better fucking Star Wars villain than Graham Off Tarkin. He even tells Vader what's up. Yes, he does. <laughs> he is very like Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He well he he when we were talking about Star Wars earlier today, like that's like he's actually one of the reasons why I like the first yeah. one as much as I do more so than the other ones is because he's a nice um you know, a nice subplot, so you to know, speak. When I was a really, really, really little kid, I thought he was the Emperor, and I thought because he was on the Death Star when it blew up, that's what made him look all weird in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> in my, like, four, five-year-old brain logics, maybe six years old, somewhere around there. That's probably better writing yeah, than, than yeah. the movies. <laughs> you, you were already a better screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see... Star Wars Rogue One. No, I didn't see that. It was garbage, and they have Peter Cushing in it as a CGI unquote man. First of all, why didn't they just get fucking Charles Dance to play him? He looks like Peter Cushing, and he's a great actor. Like you got fucking that right there. Instead of this awful computer thing, there was a computer Peter Cushing in um. What's the last of the prequels? What was that one called? Oh, is there? Yeah, at the very the end, they're standing. The or something. They're standing there watching the Death Star get built on the bridge of a star destroyer. Oh, yeah. And Peter and Ed Computer Peter Cushing. Really? Maybe they have an actor playing it. I can't remember. But I remember it looking kind of like phony. I didn't even realize that. That's yeah, he's, who he's it even was. doing like that. Like, uh, just he's just like standing there with like his arms that like weird way that Grandma Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and little known fact. Peter Cushing is actually the second person to ever play Doctor Who, not Patrick Troughton. He was Doctor Who in the in the Doctor Who movies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Can you imagine like how good a Doctor Who era would have been with Peter Cushing oh, being God. the doctor? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that now. Those movies aren't that great. 
but it's really neat to see Daleks in Technicolor, or maybe, is it Eastman Color that they filmed in back in those days? Whatever. But I mean, like, you know, Doctor Who was shot on cheap video. You know, sometimes you'd get like uh, exterior locations and on like on like sixteen millimeter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those movies were shot in like yeah. Hammer or like that. The like, Daleks like really vivid pop and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. Everything about them were really great. But yeah, the movies themselves. And his name is Doctor Who in the movies. Like there's nothing like they're not connected to the show right. at all. It's just like this dude who built a TARDIS, and his name is Doctor Who. They're just yeah. <laughs> Incidentally, the not to belabor the, the the Hammer point, but the movie that was released just prior from Hammer to Captain Kronos was Satanic Rites of Dracula, Ooh. and you cannot get two more polar opposite yeah <laughs> movies. Probably maybe that's two. why this one is so different. Like they were looking for because the, after they that, were actually after that this and Legend of Seven Golden Vampires. Yeah, they were definitely like you know what, let's do something fucking wild. I okay. I'm in in a in a severe minority. I'm sure not that I like have any preference for them or anything, but like Dracula AD 1972 and Satanic Rites of Dracula. I actually like them, but. Yeah, clearly the the luster was it, yeah, gone. It's, it's been a while, but I remember having like kind of like enjoying Satanic Rites of Dracula. The the out of all the Dracula movies though, of the Hammer ones, I always preferred the Frankenstein ones, which people always like argued with me about. But the I don't first know why? Yeah, I think that yeah, they, you could do something like there's always some weird new thing going on in the Frankenstein movies. While the Dracula ones was just like Dracula shows up yeah, here it's like and then rinse gets, and repeat. Yeah. But, Not that I'm complaining, but well, the the I really liked the first one, Horror of Dracula, and I really liked the second one, which Peter or uh, Christopher Lee doesn't show up in, the, the Brides of Dracula. Right. That one was really good too, but um, yeah, the 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 other ones like they, I enjoy them. It's been a while since I watched them. I like Taste the Blood of Dracula, Dracula Prince of Darkness. What else is there? I feel like Dracula must be destroyed. Or must be not. Must no, be that's destroyed. yeah, that's Frankenstein. Dra- Satanic rites or um, no. scars of Dracula, but that's not that's yeah, the, that's um, it's kind of its own little offshoot. Yeah, I like that one. But what's what's the fucking one where they the what the beheading? oh uh, not 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 okay not 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 must be be destroyed. I don't, I'm retarded. It, it Dracula has risen from the grave. That's the one where. What's the one? The first one where Christopher Lee comes back and they have that gruesome. That's Prince of Darkness. That's right. The one where they have the blood sacrifice, like they hang that guy yes. upside down. Yeah. And have like that righteous resurrection yeah. scene that has haunted my childhood memories <laughs> oh. ever since. That's one. Scars of Dracula is cool too. That's the that's the left-handed throw. Isn't who's the director of that? Isn't there um I'm not sure. I know there's one of them that that is it just Franco? Is the Je- Je- Jess Franco did a Dracula with Christopher Lee, but it was uh, not it, a it, movie. It, it, it wasn't a Hammer well, movie. What, who? What was that one? What was that called? That's not Scars of Dracula. No, Scars of Dracula is a Hammer yeah. Dracula, but it's it's a uh, it's like a reboot yeah. of, of the series because it's from Scars of Dracula is where the series goes from there, like like the continuity starts there and then goes to the future from there there was a um uh a frankenstein movie 
where they did it was the one right before Monster from Hell, I think. That's a lot. Di- that's like an offshoot. That's own Frankenstein. I want to say Horror of Frankenstein, but I, I can't recall the name right now. But it's like a lot more comedic too. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I've never watched. It. I've seen all the Frankenstein ones besides that one. What a great company. Anybody seen anything lately that they want to blab about? Me and Andrew watched Summer of 84. And? I'm just done with this whole fucking 80s retro thing. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I don't like Amblin movies. I don't need them back to life now. This one was particularly like over the top that that style of movie too well you know what's cool is uh, it, it did one thing where um the villain isn't anything supernatural it was a it was like a kidnap murder serial killer guy and like i was kind of wishing that it would go more into that like satanic panic era kind of thing and have that mm. backbone yeah that's but, what i would like to see yeah but no it doesn't do that at all i would it's like just, to see somebody do a movie based on richard ramirez with like all of the uncomfortability and just evil and darkness and sleaze that like the Manson family has. The that movie, would, not the not the actual family. Well, actually, right. yeah, both, both, yeah. The, uh, but but I am speaking yeah. about the movie. But like that 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 would be an eighties. Yeah, movie that I would like to see done. Dewey Crow from Justified. I can't. I can't remember the 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 actor's name, but the guy who plays Dewey Crow, he's great. Is playing Charles Manson in the new Tarantino movie and in the next season of Mindhunter. Like he's playing Manson in two things hmm. simultaneously, and I'm kind of excited about that. When is Mindhunter coming out? The new season. I have no idea. I mean, probably Not no sure. time soon if they just casted. If they're still casting people, yeah. You know? Did you see the new the trailer for the new season of True Detective? Yes. I'm really excited for that. Yes, it looks, that looks like back to the first season. It, it looks much more like the tone of yeah, the first season. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped. That's January. That's like a really quick... I also think, think it's interesting that it's going to cover three different yeah. timelines. Yeah, and, and from one of them, it looks like Steven Dorff is only in one timeline, so I wonder what happens to this dude. Well, we don't know because the one guy, the guy from Moonlighting, you can tell like he, they they age him, right? And and uh, I'm, I'm only going from the trailer, but it looks it looks really well. You know, like when you watch things and they they give people that old man makeup, it rarely works. It always looks yeah, it looks from, good in in the trailer. But yeah, but this yeah, I think this and The Exorcist are the only time there. I was like, oh wow, that's good old man makeup. I I I always tell people if they want to like see like like what a great like aging makeup job looks like look at max von Sydow in in the exorcist and and like how and look and read up on how dick smith did that and then look at max von Sydow now Today. he oh looks God. exactly like what dick smith made him look like in the exorcist i remember being absolutely shocked when I realized that that's not how he looked like, like I like when when I was a kid and found out that that guy was still alive, I was like, man, he's like got to be like 120 years old. Like The Exorcist was 73. It's yeah, what, 1998. What, 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 he was only what like 40 when he yeah, did The Exorcist. Yeah, because yeah, I guess 
because he's very young in the seventh seal. And that's the eight or the fifties. Yeah, the seventh seal. Eighties, <laughs> eighties. I'm thinking <laughs> bogus journey. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh. <sighs> but yeah, summer of '84. It was. Um, oh, I guess I should have described it before I start ranting on it, just in case no, nobody knows. No one cares. Anyway, I saw The Nun, the new Blumhouse Conjuring Universe movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a day shift Friday, so I had the whole night off, and I had a free movie ticket, and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fucking see The Nun, and I waited to 8 o'clock, so I had like the prime time Busy audience. Hour. Yeah. yeah. I went there. I got there a little early so I get my seat you know like I always sit in that second row so I can put my feet up on those handicap bars the theater just floods with every lowest common denominator dumb fuck degenerate (laughs) like every just like also known as regular people yeah well no no even regular people had a few because I saw it that's opening day. Another like modern day R rated horror movie. And it, it like a good chunk of the audience looked like kind of normal. These people were like just like the slobs. Um What was I going? Oh, I'm going on about the fucking nun. Yeah, still yeah, talking about geez. the nun. Yeah. Anyway. First of all, so like I have no interest in any of these fucking jump scare movies, but sometimes I like to go to them because it's like it's sort of like uh, in October when they open up the haunted hayrides and stuff like that. You're just gonna—that's what these movies are to me. I'm just gonna be trapped with a bunch of people who are gonna squeal at dumb shit for you know an hour and a half, and uh, and sometimes I get a kick out of that. Well, this audience did not stop talking, and it was they were they were divided by two groups. Half of them were like young kids and young adults who just wanted to hang out with their friends and would always pull out their phones every five seconds just talk the whole time. And then the other half were people that for some reason seriously wanted to see the nun. Like they needed to hear like the dialogue and the plot in which, you know, was was pretty easy to follow. Um, And... uh, they fought the whole entire movie. Like I was only like ten percent of my atta- attention span wasn't even on this movie. It was just to the surroundings. Oh my god! The like I mean, people were arguing with people four rows below them or above them, and just like, "Fuck you! Shut up! Stop it! Sit down! Put your phone away!" Just like it was worth it. I was hoping for a brawl, and uh, that never happened. However, while I was watching this movie. All right, the movie starts with a nun that hangs herself in a graveyard. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's very Gates of Hell. Like that, you know, but I'm just kind of, you know, whatever. That's coincidence. Then as the movie... Was there anything in the graveyard that said Dunwich? No, no. (laughs) But but as the movie progresses, there's like more spot-on Fulci reference. Like there's a guy who's trapped in a coffin and somebody hits it with a shovel to break him out and of course like the shovel almost hits his eye you know like that shot from Gates of Hell or in House by the Cemetery where little Bob has like the hatchet his face is against the door right. and the hatchet comes down 
Um, Gotta have it. There's a scene where the uh, the main girl for some it's like a nightmare sequence and she goes blind, so they put those the beyond contacts in. Okay. Uh, there's a blatant Evil Dead reference where you know the scene where somebody where the the demonic girl jabs the pencil in the angle, but yeah. she like she like just jolts up real quick and then you know jams yeah. it. It does that, but rather than a, a pencil and an ankle, it's a sharp crucifix into somebody's stomach because you can't really do it at ankle because it's just people are too squeamish for that yeah that's the that's the part of evil dead that really gets under my skin the most the sound too yeah i think rob tappert says that on 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 the commentary i I can believe it i think he says like like they thought about it and he was like the Achilles heel, like that's yeah. like where like people, yeah. everyone will feel that watching. Yeah, it. yeah, I do all the time. And and the one part in Evil Dead that always gets to me when the when it jumps on the not Bruce Campbell, the other guy, um, when his demonic girlfriend jumps on him and scratches his face, they use some kind of sound effect that sounds like nails going down like sandpaper or something mm-hmm. like that. That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. And that makes that so much. Ugh. Anyway, back to the nun. <laughs> I was just expecting guard, and it was. But all these like Fulci references, and then I kind of realized what these movies were, and like a lot of people like us, we don't like them because we kind of grew up in that seventies horror, which is like things were more ambiguous. Uh, there is no moral compass, really. Anything could happen. The randomness. These movies go all the way back to like Universal movies where like everything's shot on a set that blatantly looks like a set. This movie, like all the other like uh, Blumhouse horror movies, they all take place in a haunted house. Like it's just like a regular house, but this one took place in a con- like a haunted convent right. in Romania and had like a very Mario Bava like look to it. It's surrounded by these crucifixes that are all facing and I was like, oh, well, at least like this production design's a little bit more inspired and fun. So I'm already like enjoying this more than Insidious 3 or whatever fucking crap that came out like a few months ago. And then, um, but I was like, yeah, you know, th- this is what they're, they're like, it's almost like the modern day of the 30s horror where it's like blatant sets. There's a moral, like God wins every single time. It's always like this religious, like, you know, don't mess around with dark forces kind of message at the end, which I was thinking while I walked out. Um, this movie's very pro-Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the heroes are sent from the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And, like, a week or two before, the Catholics got caught in a, in what is it, their 19th pedophile yeah. thing? <laughs> Something like that. Only the Catholics could get away with this, like, oh, hey, like, we got caught with, like, fucking raping kids orally and anally for, like, the millionth time. But don't worry, we'll have another, like, oh, we're the good guys. We'll beat all those spooky bumps in the night that you might have in your house that you, for some reason, still believe in in the 21st century. If if fucking Muslims did anything like that, like, if, if you made a pro-Muslim horror movie where the Muslims have the key to defeat the evil spirits, everybody would be 9-11. <laughs> but, like, the Catholics can rape kids over and over and over again, and it'll be like, yeah, you know what? I've seen The Exorcist. There's something spooky in my attic. They're the good guys. Yeah. They're like price you pay when you're trying to go to heaven, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the nun, it sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> See, you you didn't like it, 
but I've heard you talk so much about it that I almost feel like you I, secretly no, kind no, of no, like because, it. No, no, uh, I, I, I enjoy these movies, and but I don't look at them like movies. Like I'm not gonna watch this with the same eye I watch, you know, Texas Chainsaw Master, which is actually like a well-crafted movie. This is just lazy jump scare stuff. It's just something that's on the screen. It's on the screen, but it like I get like I get a kick out of like. Going, hanging out with like really like dumb people yeah. who are yelling at the screen, who are actually like jumping. This would be something you would strictly only watch in, for the theater experience. Ex- exactly, you I would never like, be like, "Oh yeah, the nuns out on Blu-ray. Nun. I gotta yeah. go." No, no. I it like I said, it, it's like going on a haunted hayride with people. And like the thing was, I expected it to be garbage. So all those little things I liked about it was like, "Oh wow, okay." And especially I've seen, but all of those little things are just things from other movies. Oh no no no! I don't mean that. I'm just talking about like the, the even like how like the, how the sets worked and everything. And even though, like the one room of this, the, like there's a library that looks like it's straight out of Inferno, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're you're right. Like there are things from other things. I'm I'm not saying like good job movie. I'm just saying like, oh wow, this is going to be a turd. And I'm like, oh, this is a, a nicely polished turd. I enjoyed it. I yeah. had fun laughing. Like, something familiar might be. Yeah, and, and fucking, I was watching a bunch of, you know, young people, like, freak out. Like, this was, <laughs> you know, some fucking terrifying tour de force, and it was just sappy, shitty schlock. But, you know, there's like, a, this is what Hereditary should have been like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, yeah, that's uh, exactly. I didn't expect this to be, <laughs> like, anything like Hereditary. I didn't even have, I wasn't even in the same brain space as when I watched Hereditary. It was just like, this is like I'm at Six Flags during Fright Fest and this is the spook <laughs> show thing. So that is a nice seg- segue. So let's talk about Hereditary. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I saw it three times in theater. The the, the theaters, each three times was not even one-tenth as crowded as it was for the nun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, The Nun made all its budget back in two days. And one of those days was the Thursday release, where it only has two showings per theater. Uh-huh. So, like, we're going to be getting a lot of... I mean, like, as shitty as the movie is, like, all these R-rated horror movies are getting serious box office clout. So, like, something could come out out of this, you know, that'll make it all worth yeah, it. Yeah, there might accidentally be something like good another hereditary. that comes out. Yeah. I mean, like, Hereditary, honestly, would have probably been a straight-to-video movie or a video-on-demand movie. But since these other movies make money, they're willing to, like, roll the dice on them and put them out in more theaters. Did uh, Hereditary do well? Do you know if they... It made a profit, yeah. You know? And I feel like... It didn't do, like, that much money. But that's great that it made a profit, though, you know, and... Uh... I just feel it's because they marketed it as like one of these movies, and so and people did go see it. You know, they didn't. I I, I didn't see Hereditary being marketed as like a jump scare movie. It, they they did a good well marketing it. Do you think? I felt Absolutely. Like, I kind of got the jump scare yeah, impression. I really, like, I, I watched it. Also. Like I mean, I know. Well, I mean, yeah. There's jolts in it, but not jump scares. Well, I've I've even heard people say a oh, false advertisement. You know, like it wasn't like what they want or expecting. And they kind of got fooled into seeing something that was better than what they were. You know, let me used let me j- just jump in and just make a blanket statement. Since Hereditary was released on home video, Blu-ray, um, I've seen on social media and stuff like a lot of people talking about how like uh, trash it is and how overhyped it is. They're all wrong. 
It's not. For, first of all, it wasn't hyped. Like, I never saw any hype for it, like, whatsoever. Second of all, uh, it's a movie that punches you in the face pretty hard, both with the family dynamics and the uh, when the spooky stuff really kicks in later, the uh, the chains are off at that point. It just yeah, you know it like once like it starts happening, it 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 starts happening, and there's you know you can't put the the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, so I've never heard that expression before, but I'm going to use that that's two for you today what was the first one? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right move on <laughs> uh so i don't really i don't know if it's if it's just like an age thing where it's just like you know young like 18 to whatever year olds that don't appreciate anything bitching about it because you know it's not the nun or whatever or if like if I'm just trapped in a nightmare where no one knows what a good horror movie is. Anymore. Allow me to interject if if you may. I think a lot of it has to do with nowadays, especially like these new generations, they have no respect or understanding of like the art of visual medium, of like visual storytelling, mm-hmm. because they are which hereditary has actual like very yeah. nice motifs that it goes through but visually. The they're they're on their phones, they're playing video games 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? So like they're not like oh this movie looks great or anything like that. They're not interested in watching people. They're they're fucking dumb young people. You know what I mean? They they don't they're not interested in drama, like serious adult drama. Anything outside of melodrama, they they turn off of. And this isn't just like the current generation i mean like i fucking idiots don't like good movies since the dawn of time good shit has always outsold quality stuff in music movies everything since the fucking the forever yeah you know um since entertainment but what i'm saying is like people are so dull their brains are so jelly that the only thing to get a reaction out of them is that blitzkrieg of jump scares. Right. Like you don't give a fuck about the plot. You don't care. But something just keeps jumping out of the fucking dark, and they turn the soundtrack up to 11, and it makes you jump out of your seat. Like, it's not even real scariness. It's just startling the audience. And then they think that they feel something. It's like all the morons who think that Transformers movies are good action movies. Like, they have good action sequences. Like, morons actually are like, oh, I know those movies are dumb, but I, I just go in for the action parts. Yeah. There's no action cinematography in any of these movies. It's just a fucking blitzkrieg of noise. Of shit. Yeah. Just like blaring away just 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 the image is just like freaking out like a strobe light and fucking it's stimulating yeah but and like you think you're seeing something like but you're only feeling something because it's just jolting you reminding you a lot you're alive yeah that's it that's that's why yeah 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 and people are fucking stupid i mean we live in a world where kanye west and five finger death punch make a lot of money and donald trump is president you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just saying. I mean, like, I understand your your anger. I'm just saying, like, it's 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 the right. fight's I, still I, worth. Right, I I understand, but I'm just like, 
I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I mean, who gives? You're you're focusing your attention yeah. on the negative. Don't well, worry about I'm it. Not, I'm not focusing my attention. I'm just pointing it out. I mean, because... you're you're one of the morons that then like it comes at night, which was fantastic. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> I loved it. It comes at night. Why? Why? There was what, why? Explain why you liked it comes at night. What happened in it comes at night that was you so sound good? Just like one of those Facebook posts that you were ranting about. For 30 no, minutes. I don't That's because it. I have why? actual reasons why. It was a fucking creepy, claustrophobic nightmare. It was watching the human race degenerate into these creatures that are afraid of the dark again, and it was just like, ugh. It has the same eerie family dynamic that 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 hereditary has but it, it's like it's yeah, like okay it's like george romero it, but minus the ec it, comic stuff it's it, just like them like the, that that powder keg of paranoia it attempted to do that but i think it failed miserably at it i don't give a shit about anyone in that movie Nothing happens in the entire fucking movie. Things happen. In no, the, it comes at night. Yeah, go ahead. What happens, dude? The movie ends with name, the guy freaking out and murdering an entire group of people. Name, yeah. Well, who cares? That happens oh. in every <laughs> horror movie. Name me five things that happen in that movie. Number oh, five. Jesus Christ. Are we, are we, are we, name five things that happens. All Top right. Five things that happen. Okay. And it come <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm Buzzfeed. Not yeah, I'm not playing this game with you. I'm just saying. I I I really enjoyed it. Comes at night, and yeah, it had a thick, dark atmosphere. Then it just like shit. Number was, five, thick dark. Whatever. <laughs> um. In summation, Hereditary is the movie that Bloomhouse wants to make, but they don't have no, the they, balls to actually. No, do they it. don't. They don't want to make anything like that at all. They are perfectly happy getting 150 million dollars a movie, just making 90 minute straight to video schlock. Like all their movies look like straight to video. Like they don't spend that much on them. They all look fucking. Yeah, cheap. that's why they all make fucking massive. Well, no, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's another. Like, Get Out was them, and Get Out is probably the one that looks. I mean, even though like there's no like grand production design in Get Out, it looks like a movie. You know what I mean? Like all those Insidious movies really look like, like they're like two steps above sci-fi original movie. And like, and I don't just mean like how lazy the directing is, you know, like how it's just like dull, flat, flat angles. Well, characters give heavy-handed expos- expository dialogue. It's just, oh did, hey, did Get Out win? Uh, what did they won something? Right? One best new screenwriter. Okay, or best screenplay. And, best and new screenwriter was it? Was it a, considered a comedy? I don't. Think I swear so. it was. It's just one best screenplay. Oh, okay. I don't think they have a like, comedy. Oh, there's no like genre. No, they'll be all there all fucking night if I they swear, broke it up. Was, by or maybe a genre. it was nominated for something in one of those. Maybe categories. you're thinking of the Emmys. No. Um, or the Golden Globes. One of those, I think the they Globes, do. Yeah. Wait, isn't Emmys music? Uh, no, it's Grammys. I think. Oh Grammys yeah, that's right. Is music. I'm gonna grab another Diet Coke. Keep talking. Music, quote unquote. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I saw anything else of note 
in all this time, but I think all I've literally watched is nothing but old movies. So have you seen anything? Not really. It's funny that the only two movies I've seen recently are one with you and one with John. So I've been useless lately. <laughs> Here, Here's one. I... I was looking to see, because I hadn't heard anything about it in a while, I was looking to see if there was any um, updates on the status of the uh, Blood Meridian adaptation that James Franco was trying to do. And so here's my question. Have either of you read Blood Meridian? No, I have not. It's been sitting on my to-do read, like, section of the bookshelf forever. Okay. The only Cormac McCarthy I've read is No Country for Old Men and The Road. Okay. I've read those. I've read The Outer Dark and Blood Meridian. Um, when you read Blood Meridian, if you can try to make it so that you, you get to it soon. Okay. I want you to read it and then explain to me how anyone thinks that an adaptation of Blood Meridian is getting made. Somebody told me, I, because I remember having this conversation with somebody who was really excited. It was Ridley Scott, apparently, was talking about making it. And the guy I was talking to was like, there's no way you can make that movie and it not getting an X rating. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not only, like, the rating, but, I mean, just, like, you're going to... First of all, you're going to seriously upset people <laughs> with the, with some of the subject matter, like regardless of whether it's an X rating or not, it's still a little testy, to to say the least. And also, there is so much, like, um, uh, like veiled like symbolism and stuff. Okay, that like I don't know if you could actually do it without taking all of that into account and I don't know how you do that without making it vaguely um what's the word I'm looking for um I uh, I can't think of an adjective I guess art house for lack of yeah, a better yeah. word and like I, I just I don't see how you could successfully do it unless a the person doing the screenplay and the person directing it were literally just given the budget they asked for with no questions asked and left alone to do it how they were going to do it, which we know that never fucking happens anymore. But yeah, I just, I just thought I'd throw that out there because I don't see how you could ever make Blood Meridian into a movie. If James Franco does make it, I hope he casts Tommy Wiseau in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, James Franco, like he only got to like, w which I knew from from before, he had shot test footage for yeah, it. Okay, um, but he ultimately couldn't get anyone, at least at the time, he couldn't get any anyone to sign on, like to you know for production, like to you know to give it a green light. But I just was curious, and I looked recently just to see if there was anything new on it, and I didn't see anything. So I assume it's dead in the water where it probably should be. Speaking of dead in the water, that's how Mortuary starts. 
<laughs> Yo, is that guy blind? How did he not see that dude sneaking up behind him? I was watching that, and I'm like, that, there's clearly a guy that's directly to your left. There's a shadow. Yeah. Like, the guy's not even behind him. He's, like, coming out of his left. So, Mortuary was released in 1983. Um... Is it Bill Paxton's first movie? It's it's up it there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Terminator is oh. eighty four, so he this. made this just before Terminator. Right, but it was shot in 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 eighty two. Okay. But okay, so it sat around for a bit. Yeah, not not like real long, not as long as yeah. some of these movies did. But it sat he looks around like such for a, little a bit. young weird yes. person in this movie. He's he's fantastic. He's he's the the, he, the yeah. light of the movie. Yes, right? he he is the light of the movie. And the fact that he looks like a like when he's like dressed up in his like villain outfit, he looks like a mix between <laughs> Captain Howdy and Brain Guy from Mystery Science Theater two thousand, and it's it's radiant. Is that one part in the the cemetery where he just runs off and all goofy oh. that I love? <laughs> Wait, we should tell what the mortuary is about. Is right, anybody yeah. got a synopsis? Go ahead. Oh, I'm supposed to do it? I did the intro, so someone oh, else is doing well, synopsis. Yeah, let Andrew do it. Okay. Then. Mortuary. Uh, we have a uh, young teenage girl who uh, loses her father uh, by an accident, drowning in the pool, which she doesn't believe. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> happened. She believes he's murdered. Uh, Correctly. And she uh, tries to back up her claims by saying that she's having dreams of some cloaked mysterious person um, who, who's been kind of like stalking her in her dreams. And uh, she meets up with a couple other guys or one of her boyfriend and uh, who kind of helps her uh, try to get through the, her father's death. Uh, the boyfriend stumbles across some sort of weird seance in a warehouse Um and uh with the one and only christopher george leading that right and uh as uh trying to figure out all right so as as they go on people get murdered you don't really know who's getting or who's doing the killing um and uh yeah that's pretty much it i'm trying to figure out if this girl's crazy or yeah what no, like, yeah, you just pretty much nailed it. You, I mean, like, you did it. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you captured the tone of the movie perfectly. Right. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mortuary. It's a, a fucking Bill Paxton stabbing people to death with a trocar. All right. It, it, Look at that trocar. Yeah. It, <laughs> uh, I, my, my favorite part is the very beginning. The embalmer sword. The, yeah, I think that every time they say that. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I love that when they, they go to the mortuary warehouse and then the guy's like, oh, yeah, I caught them doing a seance. That's why I got fired. Like, that would be the first thing I'd tell everybody I know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know my job? Yeah, I caught my boss doing a seance. And I got fired. With a bunch of housewives. Yeah. And like, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I just stumbled into this black mass. I would like to see that that spinoff movie, like Housewives of Mortuary. Oh. Um, Considering that plot strand really goes nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a red herring. It's just like a really weird, dumb red herring. And 
I I haven't seen this is the first time I watched this movie since I was like fifteen, and I liked it as a kid. And I still kind of enjoy it. Like it's dumb. Yeah, I don't not like it. Yeah, it moves briskly enough where it doesn't really get too dull, even though it kind of just like it gets dull. I mean, it does, but it doesn't get like some of these fucking movies that we've watched are just are like glacial. This one, you know, it's all right. Like, I was intrigued. I was trying to remember if Bill Paxson was the killer or not, and then I clearly see his face, like, halfway through the movie. (laughs) Like, they did not even bother obscuring it. (laughs) Yeah, that's... What was weird about that was that it ended up being kind of like a mask they rip off at the end, but when they show his face, Yeah, it was just him wearing, like, white, like, face paint. It was corpse paint. Yeah, yeah. Bill Paxson's the... Oh, wow. Wow, I look at this movie at a completely different light thing and that he's just one of those like virginal basement black metal nerds now. <laughs> that makes a lot more fucking sense now. Especially his whining at the end. Yeah, like Mozart was his black metal. Yeah. Um But yeah, he uh Bill Paxton is pretty great in this movie and every time he shows up some weird wacky thing would happen. You, you know uh what what's really good the him jumping out of like different places. Oh yeah, he just shows up. He's yeah, like, hey guys. But, but he's—they're yeah. actually very effective. Yeah, yeah. they—they come at the wrong good, time. Yeah, but like there's the first one, he pops out of these like these tires, like yeah. behind these tires. He—he—he's—he's he's like a living non sequitur. Like he just appears randomly. Oh, you mean like, when he was killing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought. I thought just Bill Paxton. Oh no, like, no, not his character. I mean, guy. like when when but he when does he's that as too. a killer. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He just pops but he, up. But out he, of but nowhere. he just jumps out of from behind these things. But they actually work. It's not like that. You know, when you watch some of these movies, like yeah, we knew that. But he, he, that's the first person he murders. He just jumps out from behind these tires in this warehouse. Yeah. And then you have another character who wanders in the same area. I'm like, oh wow. Like I hope like the killer is like, man, these these this pack of tires are really like paying off. Like how many times can I hide behind this same set of tires? And then like just come out of nowhere and stab somebody. Like that. And I was really hoping he'd do it again. Yeah. But no. I was waiting for that as yeah. well. But yeah, then all of a sudden a tire swing gets lowered. I didn't really understand. Yeah, where why. does that even yeah. come from? I don't know. Uh, so the whole uh, murder weapon being the trocar, um, I was trying. I couldn't figure out if I thought that was cool or if that was just like kind of dumb and forced. And really, I thought it was fucking awesome. But I think that's like the best part of the movie. And then I mean, the of blood course, shooting they, out of the tube. Yeah, they thought. I mean, they thought yeah, that's going to be the coolest murder weapon. But it was just it, how it was introduced. Those two kids in the warehouse, and he's like, "Oh, what's all this embalming equipment doing here? Look at this trocar." I mean, I wouldn't really know what to call that. If yeah, I was but the kid worked at a funeral home. Oh, that's true. I guess so, but it's just weird. I mean, it was a mortuary like warehouse. So it was like where they all keep their stuff. See? And tires. And tire. Yeah. Why are there tires there? It it, it doesn't make any. Why is he? What? And he like he was stealing the tires because this ball sold him one hundred fifty bucks. Why was there an M sixteen in the coffin? I've I kind of. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of what, whys, and <laughs> and who cares. One one thing I'll say for it this time around, um, seeing it in a nice presentation for the first time. Yeah, I've only watched it on the shitty VHS tape. I was like, wow, it like feels like an almost completely different movie. Yes. looking the way that it does all cleaned up and everything um it it actually made it feel less 
boring than I remembered it being. I mean, it still has its its lulls and could probably stand to be, I don't know, what do you think, like 15 minutes-ish? Not only... Shorter. Not just editing stuff out. You could have just made stuff more interesting. When when you yeah, get to the roller true. rink in the beginning and you meet all those other characters that look like blatant like slasher movie fodder, I'm like, oh, well, I don't remember these guys. How did yeah. they like, buy it's it? It's because that was all they showed up in. Yeah. And they didn't come back. And Yeah, they, that's it. They have two scenes where they're at the roller rink with these other people. But like, it totally feels like there was like the, the pretty blonde, the fat guy. And I'm like, oh, wow, these guys are going to get dispatched by the killer like one by one. But like, I, like I said, I haven't seen this since I was 15, so I was like trying to like remember how it goes, how they like all died, and I couldn't come up with anything, and then they didn't die because it was just shit to fucking fill up the runtime. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Is that I felt like this could have been an hour shorter. Actually, <laughs> there, there's some nice. You are very harsh on movies <laughs> that have like well, when it's just blatantly parts like- that are not exciting. <laughs> Right, I mean, well, when it does serves no purpose other than just to make the runtime longer. Yeah, I like. I mean, the movie's just like a '80s schlock psycho wannabe, really. Right. Yeah. Bill well, Paxton. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. He he does do a great Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. He even wears that weird like black turtleneck that Norman Bates or Anthony Perkins wears, and he looks a lot like him. Um. I like I like his like the scene where his little like happy birthday to me slash curtains scene. Oh, the the <laughs> at the end the wedding ceremony. Yeah, yeah. That, I I was hoping that would go a little bit more crazy too. Yeah, it was just kind of uh, they kind of, you know the boyfriend shows up and they fight and you know what the most disappointing thing about this movie was for me. John, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. John Kakavaz, Kakavaz. He did the music for Horror Express, Horror Express which yeah. is one of my favorite horror movie soundtracks ever. And he did the music for this movie. I have and the. It's uh, not really, so super memorable. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it already. I remember seeing his name, and that's yeah. it. I have the CD that has the um, the. Uh, it's the. It's is a it, double. It, it's, it's Horror a, Express and Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. No, it, I, no, it, it's not. Living, I, I actually, I have that on. Which on is a weird. Somebody one. decided to put those two movies with both soundtracks that I love on one CD. Mine is with. Um, uh, why did I even open my mouth? I can't even think of what it is. Cry of the Banshee. Actually. Oh, really? Yes. It, it it's it's with Cry of the Banshee. And it has um, segments from the uh, an evening with Edgar Allan Poe. That uh, one that Vincent yeah, Price yeah, like, yeah, acts yeah. out the stuff. It has musical cues from that on it too. Um, that's very interesting for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> that you own the CD. Yes. I'll tell you one thing: Mortuary is a lot better than the other funeral home fucking bore fest. Love me deadly. <laughs> that's fact let me alright so when he stabs they're two very different types of movies whatever <laughs> when, he, when he stabs Linda Day George to, to death is anybody else thinking that that was a sex scene that was a yeah, violent it, sex thing it like, turned into one for he sure he was doing like an O face yeah. yes 
and the blood shooting out of the back of the trocar like ejaculate. Yes. <laughs> okay, as long as I'm not the only fucking... The symbolism was definitely there. Yeah, right. But they never really went back to that either. Well, they, yeah, they never... That was the only time he ever had kind of like an orgasm killing. Who else does he kill? He kills his dad, like accidentally, right. kind of. Mm. He kills... The, yeah, they kills the father in the beginning with the with bat. a baseball yeah. bat. Which is not really much of a slasher movie death. Yeah. So yeah. why does he go from like just randomly hitting people with baseball bat to like full blown capes and? Well, if you want, it's an escalation. Yeah, yeah maybe. The, yeah, I guess that was his first killing. Just for, it was because he was enraged. Do you think then, he got really inspired by the by the fact that his? I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer just killed a dude, like, you know, the first time. Yeah. And then, you know, the next thing you know, there's, you know, we're we're eating people and fucking bones. And Why why don't we ever get to the point where any somebody explains why Christopher George likes to throw seances? Maybe they could only afford him for that day, and that was that. Here's yeah, but they had his wife the whole movie. She's not as picky. I guess not. What I don't understand about the whole seance thing, was it just that maybe I missed it? Or did they just primarily do it so she could talk with her dead husband? Yeah. Well, that's why she was involved. Why were all the other women there? I still don't get They were just in the To make it creepy cult. and do yeah. the little yeah, circle yeah. things. To join, join energies. Yeah. <laughs> to me, Christopher George is like a big deal when it comes to the early 80s or like he, he's like that face i mean gates of hell pieces, pieces. graduation day this there's, there's got to be like another one but like that like just before like the mid 80s when horror got like a little bit more like bubble gum like he was like that face of like that like grump like that that grungy old mortuary was his last yeah, movie he did it right? right just before he died died of a heart attack from being in mortuary and pieces and other things that he didn't want to see. Speaking of, he hated the, Lucio Fulci. Him and Lucio Fulci hated yeah, each other. I can imagine. Do you, do you ever hear the? So apparently, you know the maggot rain scene in. Yes. Uh, well, uh, everybody hated doing that scene in Gates. I can't imagine why. And uh, Christopher George is like, "Don't worry, I'm going to fucking get this guy for making us do that." And uh, Fulci always smoked the pipe, so he grabbed. So Christopher George grabbed like a bucket full of maggots and dumped it in like Fulci's like hand bag or whatever where his right. pipe was. And Fulci just put his hand in there and pulled out this pipe that was just like covered in maggots, <laughs> and he threw a fucking shit fit. That's great. Christopher George seems like that guy. Christopher, yeah, you know what? Like, I bet you a million bucks. Christopher George was sort of like that dude that, like, he would look out for you. Like, he looked out for his cast mates. Yeah, he was probably like a good, you know. Yeah, dude, who just like 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 he he doesn't give fun uncle kind of. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm doing gates (laughs) of hell. I'm doing this fucking thirty-five cents. Were they gonna do fire me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This Italian gore cheapo movie. I was in fucking pieces, you know. Speaking of, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, speaking of pieces for Christopher George and Linda Day George things, if anybody listening to this, if you have not seen pieces, why are you listening? Please go stop listening right now and go watch pieces. 
continue. It is a masterpiece. Oh no, I was just saying that I f- I thought it it's was exactly weird. Uh, what you think it is the 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 father of the the boyfriend in this movie. He was kind of like. He see, I, I looked. Oh them yeah, up, you know? I all about. And he had two scenes, and it was just weird that they would grab this like kind of comedic actor to yeah. play this weird part, and I just didn't know why that was. I don't know. Anyway, because <laughs> there's not really much to say about Mortuary. It does what it does. It was a dumb '80s horror movie to get kids in the movie. It apparently, made a good well, chunk of cash. Well, let's talk uh, for a second about. About the awesome poster and trailer. Yes. Better than the movie itself. Yeah. And the completely misleading nature yeah. of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's funny because, yeah, you think about it and you think it's like some weird, like, living dead type movie. Or, or, or some, like, crazy dude that buries people alive. Yeah. And then it turns into this, yeah, it's like a slasher movie with a weird. How many of these movies, this one included, the people who did the marketing didn't even bother watching the movie? They're like, oh yeah, you got to market this movie, and they like they did a screening, but they walked out ten minutes through. They're like, we've seen a million of these. Let's just fucking put a gravestone, have an arm hanging out. Yeah. I can't imagine the art. Yeah, artists don't watch yeah, the don't movie. Give a shit, They're just making. Yeah, dude, like, you need make to the get title my, look cool. Yeah, we need yeah. to get my fix. Just pleasing the producers, I guess you know. Yeah. <laughs> the the guy who made this movie, the director, I can't remember his name right now, but he made a lot of those like Crown International Picture drive-in cheapo movies. Right. Like The Teacher was one of them, The Specialist. Just like fucking dull. You know what movie? I forget if it's Crown International Picture, but I fucking love this movie. The Candy Snatchers. You ever see The Candy Snatchers? Once. It's wonderful. Is it? I loved it. I, I watched I it I have to w- watch it again because, like, I, I, the last time I saw it was... For anybody who doesn't know, The Candy Snatchers is about uh, a kidnapping that goes wrong and they have to hide the, uh, the girl. They bury her and they give her, like, a tube so she can breathe through. And an autistic child finds her and she's trying to communicate with this autistic kid to, so they can go and get help. But things just keep like spiraling out of control from that point on, and it's just it's one of those like like crime gone wrong movies. But it has that perfect like early seventies drive in cheapo sleazo movie. I I saw a bunch of those, and and that was among them when um, Blue Underground like yeah. released some of the. The DVDs. It has the girl back. from Bonnie's Kids in it, and we got a bunch of like promotional DVDs for them. And I was the only one at the store that had any yeah passing interest. And in so, like, I I remember I saw that. I saw Venus and Furs. Yeah. I saw um, was Trip with Teacher one of them? You remember that one? No, one of the women in prison movies was one of them. Um. This wasn't Blue, Blue Underground, but uh, Alligator. Oh yeah, was, <laughs> was, Robert Forster was one of them. Um, but yeah, but like I, it, it's such a a haze at this point. Like I really don't remember much about any of them. I'm not wild about either movie, but people called me crazy when I told them I liked Alligator more than Piranha. 
It's not like I think either one's a masterpiece, but I just think Alligator is like a lot more fun. I haven't seen Piranha in. It's fun. A it's a little. It's a you know. It's, it's yeah, I like it. I, Alligator, I, I, I know. I think I has like a it. lot more. Like it's a little bit more wild. Yeah, you know, that, it's a little bit more zany. Yeah, it's a and little it moves a bit faster. Gets to like each like wild scene. I mean, you have a scene where a fucking giant alligator bursts out of like the sewer onto a street and attacks a bunch <laughs> of kids playing baseball. <laughs> you know, like it's just it it, it, it crashes a wedding. Like yes. this giant alligator shows up and starts eating these fucking rich fucks at a wedding. <laughs> will we, will, speaking of alligators, will we ever see a feature length gator green? Who cares? <laughs> First of all, in this, in this like social climate, Jim Van Beberow lasts about negative 13 seconds before he says something where every... <laughs> He's already done it. Yeah. Some every, Alex Jones type stuff. Not just that, just like any like offensive thing where like he would just get like fucking yeah, guys mutilated. Been... <laughs> yeah, and from what we saw of Gator Green, it didn't... I don't know. Yeah, it didn't inspire much confidence. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like... I mean, he was only like he he put some shit together because he was trying to yeah I know reestablish what he what he was doing and try to you know get I, some... I just think we've seen the end of Jim Van Beber and I it's unfortunate but I think we have yeah I know but I don't know why the guy just can't get his fucking act together I'm, I keep waiting to hear that like the deadbeat at dawn. Arrow is going to get canceled canceled for some reason. He called them just like the Synapse guys and (laughs) fucking... They they will also have... Have, oh, uh, phone oh wait, messages. no, wait, and not only that, the Manson family is out of print now because of that too. Apparently, he yes. just yelled at those guys. Yep. What's he yelling about? Just get one's money or something? I this no. one. It was it was he did he hated he didn't like the print. Yeah, but I think there was like more to that story. That was just one of the things he just happened for to, dead for deadbeat. Yeah, he just happened to mention for when he was drunk and yelling. <laughs> he left like eight messages on this guy's fucking messaging machine answering machine like one after the other just drunk out of his mind <laughs> threatening the guy like uh it's been a while since i listened to him but yeah the print was one of them or the fact that it was selling like overseas like where they didn't have the license things like that but i i, I don't know what initiated the whole thing but somebody actually told me that the two um they made amends when the Manson family won, because the guys who released the Manson family, what company was that? The did Manson family Blu-ray. They did a nice job. The Blu-ray was done by who was it? I can't remember. All I remember was it is Severin. Or yeah, I think it was. Well, anyway, they posted it on Facebook. They're like, yeah, we're we if you want to buy it now, we're getting rid of it and destroying whatever we have left of this and severing all communication with this guy 100 percent. the best part is there's a um uh a a director's commentary for the manson family and um jim van beber does it obviously because he's the director but uh right off the bat he's like i don't want to do this i was just like contractually bound to do this (laughs) so i think the movie speaks for itself and he like talks about the movie and halfway through the movie maybe not half maybe more than halfway he's like you know he's just like been rambling on about the movie he's like yeah i mean like i said i think the movie speaks for itself i'm just gonna go and he, <laughs> leaves. 
he leaves like two thirds in the movie. Like the director's commentary. Uh, God bless that man. <laughs> Fucking nut. Nut jobs make the best m- movies. That's why I'm really worried. I mean, like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I'm so glad that we have this kind of like movement, like this social justice movement, where we're getting rid of racists and sexists and and weird people. But like, we're getting to the point where people are getting fired from jobs for making tasteless jokes. And like, if we're gonna get to the point where like we're just gonna get like zero calorie bullshit from like very smiley fake people rather than just letting insane madmen make movies like we should. We're just going to have very dull fucking few decades of entertainment. Yeah, it's going to be soft and safe, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be just vanilla fucking garbage. All right, Mortuary, what would you do? Would you give it a thumbs up? Yeah, I would give it a thumbs up. I guess. Um, and not not a, not an enthusiastic yeah. one, but I would give it a thumbs I up. I mean, if, <sighs> if it wasn't for Bill Paxton, this would get thumbs down for me, but, you know. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. It was better than some of the things we watched. True. Did you like it more than Messiah of Evil? <laughs> you probably did. Fucking jackass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would watch Messiah of Evil over Mortuary. Hang on one second. Keep talking. Just talk. Talk. Talk, talk. Would you take it over Christopher George's graduation day his other early 80s slasher movie no i would take graduation day all day every day over mortuary we have anything else we want to say i know when we come back to hammer in a few more episodes i know the one we're going to do is going to be good okay (laughs) it's a lot different from what we just did all right we've done two hammer movies so far we got 11 episodes and they came out the same year yeah wow besides yeah we uh what else have we done repeats of have we done like a same director twice or anything like that um no i don't think so mm, no you want to plug the email sure uh late night psychorama uh, night is spelled N-I-T-E. So late night psychorama at gmail.com. Write us about anything. Yeah. If you want to learn the, uh, the, the phrase John learned at the top of the show that we didn't mention. <laughs> What's the phrase? <laughs> you learned two phrases today. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and, uh, we also have an Instagram Late Night Psychorama. Facebook, too. Facebook, Late Night Psychorama. Yeah, that thing's dead. <laughs> Twitter, uh, LN Psychorama. Y- yeah, you should you should post stuff on YouTube, too. So we can yeah, we'll, we'll, that, at least when we're... So then uh, on the on the Facebook, I can copy and paste that to give people links. Yeah, we'll do some YouTube stuff, I guess. That's how I always listen to shit. Yeah. A lot of people do. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much our comment. All right, well then we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Stop it, please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 Stop it.